Hello. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. I'm Naziati Muhammad Yaakob again. Another podcast to be presented to you with regard to an important topic on architecture, education, on reviews and crits. We just had our portfolio review. Now, there are a lot of definitions regarding the different ways we call these reviews and crits. Um, I mean, depending where you are, your context, your school of architecture, your philosophical approach to architectural education, your school may call it differently than others. So in the context of Malaysian School of Architecture, we call them almost the same way. It's a small country, in a way, about 30-odd million people, and much of the schools of architecture are concentrated in Kuala Lumpur and the Klang Valley. And we attend others' uh, sessions, you know, Uh, We know of each other. Therefore, we use the same terminology. So, you could uh, safely say that if it's a one-to-one, face-to-face tutorial, or online nowadays, uh, with a tutor and a student or anyone else with a student, uh, it will be called a descript. Now, the other crits, you have group crits where there are more than one persons that you're addressing with and you're the critique maybe and um, there is a studio pinup because you pin it up and online, in a way with online teaching, you don't say studio pinup anymore, you just have an online discussion with a group, and then you have um, those are the non serious or <coughs> design processes which there is less of an examination. We try to comply to the Malaysian education framework or Malaysian qualification agency or Malaysian qualification framework. And they would call it um, uh, formative assessment or summative assessment. So formative assessment would be the ongoing assessments that you would have during the course. And summative is the conclusion or the final assessments. It could be done in two phases or it could be done not necessarily just one final summative assessment. So this is what we have where we refer to how they would call it overseas international as well because we want to be in the game of um, ranking, international ranking. And so coming back to architecture education, like I said earlier, then you have the interim crits. 
the interim quiz is a quiz that are done, um, not the final part, but in the beginning or the middle or towards the final, how many times you like it. And then you will have the final quiz. And nowadays they like to call it final presentation. And then you will have um, maybe an examination with the tutors on the drawings. And then you will have, at the end, some sort of a review, which we call portfolio review. I had to actually understand what this portfolio review means. And in the context of my school, um, just University of Malaya, I reckon it is a portfolio review is something that you have people examining, assessing the student's work, and in particular the quality or the standard, to reviewing the work and arguing about the grading, the grade, the grades, yeah? So in this case, why do you want to argue about the grades? Because um, there is the standard to adhere to when there is an external examination coming and you see the top, middle, bottom, and when you say someone is at the top, it has a standard that is at the top and not otherwise. So, for example, so, so why in the portfolio review, why can't everyone uh, know, already know what the quality is? Why can't everyone is being given the mandate to just a certain degree and, um, and that's good enough? That will be presented to the external examiner or the um, accreditation process by the the board of architects. So, so, uh, but somehow the head of department would like the um, teaching staff to actually discuss about the grades and. Um, and agree to a grade, uh, eventually agree to one which will be given to the student. Now, it's, it's like there are two processes. One, to, to actually, well, less of the other one, more than the other one, which is the, the second one, which is just to get the grade sorted and agreeable to everyone, which eventually people disagree, and which is kind of like force to the other, to, to the studio tutors that you got to accept the grade that the review panel decided. And the review panel is just a colleague of yours in the department who may not understand or may not be agreeable, well, may, may may not agree with your design approach or your way of thinking that is an A. So the problem is always about these assessments or these reviews. 
Now, I didn't really want to talk about that in detail. What I want to talk about is the portfolio review, whether it's necessary at all for a school of architecture, the reason for it. Because if it's just for the head of department to get people to review other works um, amongst the academic staff, you know, like staff A, whose work, uh, who did uh, the course with this year, and then staff B, who did course with another year, so staff B evaluates staff A's um, group of students and work, and staff A evaluate another staff's group of students' work. So in a small setup, um, you know, you're bound to have the same people grading your work. There were reluctance before by staff, architectural staff, uh, to other staff uh, upgrading or degrading their students' work. In particular, because they have a different approach to architectural teaching philosophies. They um, worked with the students from the beginning until the end, and they they comply with the school's learning outcomes, but they they want the student to be, say, um, um, stronger in a certain discipline or a certain skill set or certain knowledge and this is above the the learning outcomes because the learning outcomes are are kind of basic you know with whatever size of a building that learning outcomes want you to do to comply to the requirements of the board of architects but you could also have other ways to conduct the course so that students will learn more than more than what is expected and in doing so the way you grade is um more critical maybe you you you'd give the students all pass for example all b's in, in the master's course whether b minus is failed so all b's all basic you know uh and anyone who gets an a will have to be very excellent but if you want to do moderation, the problem is when grading this works, when you want to do moderation um, among the lecturers in the design thesis here, for example, um, it ends up that um, you don't want to lose out. You don't want your students to, to get only Bs, so you want to raise it to A's, although it is not the standard of A's. So that's what happens in such a system. So the student thought they have an A, they got A's all the time, but when they go to a working environment, they don't even have the confidence. Why would an A student who got A's, a lot of A's, go into a working environment, not ready for the working environment, don't have the set of skills or the confidence to go and compete. So this was one of the issues about the problem with the system of architectural education.
where you don't allow for flexibility because everything is treated the same. Everything is produced the same. You don't allow for diversity. So anyway, I'm just going on and on about the topic today is about portfolio reviews. Why do we need it? So that's one, that's one argument that I would have regarding portfolio reviews that you don't really need portfolio review. I've, I've asked this question before. And people do not like what I say when I said that you don't really need portfolio review. It's just the way the head of department or the department or whoever want to create a system where, where perhaps the system, because you want to create a sameness or lack, uh, not a diverse, uh, not not dealing with diversity of design approaches you want to have like a group teaching sort of approach uh, yeah that's what i call a group teaching approach and um yes you can do this theme and you can do that theme you'll be uh you'll be on more sustainability here you do more on social justice that one on more environmental sustainability that one more on social justice the other one more on heritage but you guys have to actually know how to grade uh, together each other it doesn't really happen you know the, in reality um, the the tutor that conducts the different units they will have the most say in the grades why it happened that eventually that everybody wants to have more A's in their group because they want to be success looked successful in their grading so what about the education, what about the benefit to the students when you have this approach of, of grading or assessment? I would, I'm sorry to say, but this is kind of like a farce. And when you have, like in the AA School of Architecture, you have... Um, uh, is either a pass or a fail, then yes, of course, you want your students to pass, right? Because um, you'll lose that student if you fail them, you know, if you um, want to fail students, you will lose them. And um, they won't want to come to your school because the repetition is it's difficult to pass in your school. So there's something that you can you can sort it out because, because you know, um, you can agree to disagree in the school of the design approach. And um, there's a unit that is more difficult than the other units, or you know, you can but but you can still have diverse way, diverse way of um, approaching uh, different units and the different emphases, and you you can have like a minimum. They, they have to produce minimum some uh, certain certain expectations outcomes as minimum and then maximum, but you don't have to have an averaging out of it with the different units, like in the AA School of Architecture. So I, I ask uh, Chia Yvonne regarding this matter. 
So, okay. So the ones I mentioned, the non-final crits before the final presentation. In the AA, they use the word jury. So are you up for the jury? So jury looks like something you you come to face a judgment on your work. Okay, so a midterm examination in a way, but it's not the final. When it is usually you have invited external panels that come to crit during the midterm. So what we do in our university is we have external critics coming in before the finals being involved in a jury-like manner, yes. They do judge, evaluate the students' work, whether it's up to par. So that is that is how in the AA or in maybe in other schools overseas or namely in the UK would call the non-final crits, which is they call it a jury. So we call interim crits. All right. So the final crit um, says Yvonne, the first term final crit they call tables, the second term they call previews, and the last term they call projects review. Okay, because they have these three terms. So the first one is tables. So uh, you can imagine that the word tables as what I'm reading here, I'm not sure about the origin of the word, but it makes sense because uh, there's not enough space and they they don't have pinups, studio pinups when during the interim crit or during the final presentation. So you, the work is displayed on the table. Okay, this is the final. Okay, when we call the final crit tables in the AA. In Malaysia, it's just the final presentation. But how it's done, whether it's pin-up, online, or whatever, in AA, they call it tables. So the second term, they call it previews, and the last term, projects review. Okay. Now, um, I get it. Because of the term, um, they don't have semesters. They call it terms, yeah? Autumn winter, spring. So for the this final presentation, which they call tables, previews, or projects, reviews, and at, at the end of each term, it is a very intimate thing. And for final crits, it's only the internal tutors. There are no invited external crits. However, after fifth year, after the final project's review, they have one extra crit, which is to present to RIBA or ARB, which called the final examination because of the part two examination. Okay, that, I could imagine that uh, it suits to the context of how they use the architecture uh, academic calendar and how they would... Um, get things done that way. Okay, so um, that's how the way they do it. So it's just a, a form of terminology, but what it is is that how they do it could be defer, deferring, and how, uh, what they call it could be deferring, but it's the same thing, really.
at the end of the day, the student of architecture has to be good at drawings. Um, or maybe manual or digital. Okay, so to sum it up, um, the portfolio review um, is similar to... Okay, let's think of it, a portfolio review in my school of architecture. Is it similar to the, the, the tables, previews, and projects review? No, it's not. Yvonne says that it's not. Uh, it's, she explained to me, and I see that it's not the same as what we do in our school and in many schools of architecture in Malaysia. What it says here is that they have, it's very intimate and only the internal. Okay. Only the internal means... Um, there's no invited external crits. Okay, okay. It is the same. It is the same in the sense that there are internals, but how the internals would create the work, the finals, the tables, previews, and projects reviews in the AA, or the final, final the portfolio review. Okay, the, another thing that I like to... Because the, the one that they say the examination is for the RIBA. So we don't have that. Maybe we have the external examiners coming in later. Okay, that is the external examination. But the internal examination or the portfolio review is these intimate ones with the tutors. But in, but in our school, that one has been done in the final presentation. You see? The final create the final presentation. We also have external critiques there, so it's not really clear what what the intention is. So what I understand, this what I don't really understand what the portfolio review is for. So it's an intimate one with only the internal internal lecturers or academic staff. Right. This comes from other parts, other uh, other academic staff, not just the unit stuff okay right i think there are some definitions of how they use the external crits how they would use the external critiques in the aa and how they would use the external critiques in my school of architecture um we have we use external critiques as consultants. The one that I've done before with the design thesis course. Uh, we use them as people who are um, supportive of our program, and but they are they critique the program, and the focus is on the students' development and the students' thesis, and. Um, yeah, there's a question that come up to my mind about the quality of education. Do people understand enough what a thesis is? Do people actually able to debate in a way that it helps and contribute to the body of knowledge or contribute to the the conversation or the argument? So if, yeah, I think that's the crux of the problem with architectural education. When we look at the examination process, when we look at the 
the ones that before the portfolio review, the crits, and we look at the presentation, and we look at portfolio review, and the external examination. So the this is keep on coming up consistently. This is the problem that we have identified. When people can actually argue and don't feel left out because everybody is in a no, everybody. If you're not like an expert, like uh, of say a particular thing where you you don't know the statistics or you don't know the deeper research, it's fine. But you will know how to <coughs> argue out whether the students is actually challenging the thesis. So that's what's missing in Malaysian School of Architecture. The understanding of what a thesis is. Not everybody is in the same uh, page when it comes to that. Um, so. So that's why it ends up being a great upgrading and downgrading exercise for the portfolio review. It ends up being something just to justify the grades based on uh, the drawings, whether quantitatively, whether student A has uh, deserves an A because there are lots of work, and student B deserves less. In A minus because less, for example, perspectives done or lack of a model or something like that to student A. Yeah, it comes down to that really. The portfolio review session, yes, uh, you you can't help it because that's the way it is. That's the way the School of Architecture is run in Malaysia, and that um, we we can investigate uh, what other issues you know, for example. Um, do the uh, uh, academic staff practice design? Do they actually practice design or practice uh, architecture practice? Or do, you know, the... Um, because everybody, somebody who's... who A bunch of people who's, who will just hop on the fact that there's not enough building or there's not enough uh, two to three-story building uh, as compared to one-story building, therefore the student does not deserve an A, but the student could be very well did a design that deserves an A in terms, even though it's a one-story building. So, you know, you know, that is the argument at the end of the day. That is why um, we're losing out on architectural education as a contribution to knowledge, as a contribution to the field of architecture, um, as an, a higher, um, higher institution of learning, um, and where um, the content or the the investigations uh, could be um, help with the challenges in actually looking at different design problems we have in this country so yeah that's why we are losing out so the, so uh, with this I like to argue that point that we're losing out when we we do the portfolio review and the whole po the portfolio review dump dumb down or make it uh, less of um, a scholarly endeavor when it comes to um, the design thesis contributing to knowledge. So uh, this is really, um, what do you call it, um, sad because um, in the light of a lot of work, could have been done and more on the research and coming out with architecture that really pushes the boundaries, push challenge 
uh, a lot of the issues and help to contribute to uh, problem solving that um, could be almost bordering on think tank, think tank for the um, the nation in terms of uh, helping out to coming out with solutions to problems, but we are not giving uh, the chance for such educators and students collaborators to flourish in the School of Architecture. And um, it's not about me or what I've done. It's also other, other lecturers and other students and other School of Architecture. If, if these Schools of Architecture are more enlightened, uh, they would create that diversity. They would negotiate the portfolio review to be much more um, a support to the scholarly development of that particular school and that would flourish, that would create um, the students potentially could explore this after they graduate and they could investigate further in their own practices or their own research uh, thereafter and um, this could contribute a lot and, and, and give back to the school, give back to society, uh, more um, uh, understanding about our world in terms of the, how architecture can, can be um, an instrument to solve society's problems or, you know. So therefore, that's a conclusion for this part one of... Um, why portfolio review in Malaysian schools of architecture. Thank you very much for joining in um, with this podcast and hope to see you again in the next podcast.